Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. Now, before we jump into today's episode, things are going to be a little bit all over the place, but that's for a good reason. If you didn't know, I actually do live phone calls with the members of the master plan quarterly. That means every three months I'm sitting down for a whole hour answering your questions. So if you're struggling and you're going through wedding planning and you're like, I just I just need someone to talk to for like a hot minute, please join the master plan. Join us on our quarterly calls and get your questions answered. And who knows, maybe you could be featured on the podcast too. I would hate to waste money on excess alcohol. What is, in your experience, the best way to calculate how much alcohol is needed without having a lot left over? Great question, Wendy. There is a drink calculator that's included in the master plan. We can go ahead and drop it right here for you. They're going to have better numbers than I will off the top of my head for really calculating out how much specifically that you need. Now, one bottle of wine, if it's being poured by an experienced bartender, can serve five glasses, five different people drinking a glass or one person. I, I don't know how, why I'm explaining it like this. Uh, if you do not have an experienced bartender, like we had for ours, she was very heavy handed. It was like half a bottle per glass. Okay. It wasn't that much, but I think she got like three to four glasses per bottle as opposed to five. So there is an element in there of like, make sure who's pouring knows how much to pour because you will see some alcohol waste there. Another way to save on alcohol or to make sure that you're not being wasteful is no table side service at all whatsoever. My guess is most of you probably aren't going to be doing that anyways. And that is when a server comes to the table to offer wine or there is wine available on the table, a red and a white. Cause you might get one table who totally decimates their white bottle, but doesn't touch the red at all. Or yeah, elements like that where you're like, well, it's already opened. So we have to recork it and then transport it back. And now it can't be returned. So making sure that you control the alcohol behind some sort of like professional barrier of someone serving it and not just leaving it as a free for all really will help you to kind of control how much is being consumed. And it can also just as a safety measure, make sure that we're again, that's not a free for all that people don't have uninhibited access to the alcohol. Don't do champagne pours. A lot of people don't like champagne. I don't understand that. I think champagne's delightful. I think it's very fun, but if you do a champagne pour, people may not want it. And you could waste potentially several bottles of champagne that just won't be drank at all because it'll just be a glass sitting there. Instead, let people cheers and or toast with the beverage that they have available. What else? I also think that places like, I think Total Wine and More, I think um, BevMo, a couple of places will also help you calculate based on your guest count and based on the offerings that you want as well. So this calculator is really, really helpful. Sometimes it does, it would behoove you to talk to a real person and let them know your desires as, as opposed to just like a calculator online. So I would say that could be a good call there too. BevMo also delivers, which is fantastic. However, just make sure you have someone above the age of 21 ready to receive the alcohol during the window that it'll be dropped off. We had one circumstance where someone ordered from BevMo and the window was when nobody was there. So they had to like go drive to another location and then come back later for when I was available to sign for it. I think that um, you can also get ice delivered. Does BevMo do ice? Don't recall. Um, and then Wendy, if you really want to make sure that you're not wasting any and you don't have a ton left over, see if there's an option or a company that you can purchase through that you can do returns afterwards. Um, as obviously a couple of people in the chat have already talked about, 
it really does kind of cut down on that extra expense and you get some money back in the end, but you have to make sure you can actually get that money back. If you thought for one second that I was going to start a brand new podcast and not bring over Generation Tux to join me, you are sorely mistaken. But you guys, there's a reason that I keep talking about them. There's a reason that I'm so obsessed with them. And one of them is all of the free offerings to you as the wedding couple. Number one, free swatches. If you want to do color comparison or compare it to any dresses or linens or florals, they will send you free swatches. Number two, a free home try-on for the wedding couple with free round-trip shipping. All of that's free. (laughs) Number three, With five paid rentals, the groom gets his suit rental for free. Number four, with seven paid rentals, the groom gets his rental for free and then gets to keep the suit. You guys, if I have not convinced you to check out Generation Tux at this point, I don't don't know who will. Head on over to wolferandco.com forward slash suits to claim your free prize today. Generation Tux cannot be stopped, y'all. Yet again, they are offering you $20 off of your suit rental using code WOLFERFALL. Now, the offer is good only for the groom or the wedding couple only and cannot be combined with any other offers. But from September 23rd through December 23rd of 2023, use code Fall to get $20 off your suit rental. Instead of cake, we're thinking of doing a pie table. My fiance loves pies and I'm indifferent towards cakes. I have celiac disease, meaning that the pies would ideally be gluten-free. I'm not sure if there are many gluten-free bakeries around my area that would be able to cater the pies. So I was wondering what your thoughts were on DIYing the pies. I'm a pretty good baker. And at the moment, we do not have other DIY projects. At this point, nothing is set in stone. Just want to explore what options we have. Oh, Claudia, have fun with it. Go for it. If you want to turn it into like your own version of Great British Baking Show, are you kidding? please like go on a journey, bake some pies, try it out, have fun with it with your fiance, like turn it into pie night. I don't know, whatever works best for you guys. I think that's really sweet, especially if you don't have a lot of other things on your plate. And then you can really kind of make what you would like in this scenario. I don't know what your guest count is. So that makes me a little bit more nervous. You could probably get eight slices of pie. So if you have 80 people, that's a minimum of 10 pies. Well, not minimum. I don't know why I said that. That's about 10 pies because maybe not everybody's going to have it. Or you can do um, hand pies or small single serve pies as well. So, but could you feasibly do eight, 10, 12, 15? Is this something where you can rope somebody else in? Maybe you make a handful that are gluten-free for yourself and then you can outsource the others. They don't all have to be celiac friendly. Uh, One of my good girlfriends, Mikkel, is extreme. She also has celiac disease. So I am fully aware of, gosh, every restaurant we go to, every time we hang out, how specific that does really truly need to be. You can't even probably use the same pie server from one, not probably, I know you can't from one pie to the next. So I would think that start testing it now, start testing the recipes now. Also prepare yourself to like yeet at the last minute and book a bakery for the ones that don't have to be um, gluten-free, unless the intent is like, no, we really want to make sure every dessert here is gluten-free. So start having fun with it. If you can, start investigating some of the bakeries in your area, see what options they have, let them know the gravity of the situation. And you can always do a mix and match if you so choose to. If we are going to have cake and ice cream, should I get enough of each for all guests or should I get less? My bakery said I should do 50-50, but I know I have a lot of dessert lovers and I'm afraid of running out of cake. Okay, that's actually a great question. I would defer to the bakery on this one specifically. I have never, I have never had an event run out of cake. I can't think of one single event that's ever run out of cake. So my guess is you're not going to have 150 guests that love cake or that will eat the cake. Also, when that comes out, it's later in the evening and people are dancing or some of your guests have already left. So I think that there's some wisdom to this. If 
I had the choice between cake and ice cream, I would probably pick ice cream. So you'll probably have some members of your crowd that do that as well. But if you are truly concerned, do a 60-40 split. Like let them know like, hey, we, we want a stronger emphasis on cake. Ideally, I would love to make sure that there's enough to sustain everyone and feed them a dessert without having too much leftover. But hopefully that little tidbit of like, I've never had any issues of running out of that specifically could help. If you really want to make a shift to like 60, 65% cake and then the rest ice cream, or if it is truly a deep concern of yours, you will probably then need to up the amount, but you will probably have a lot leftover. The bakery is most likely giving this suggestion because they've seen this before and they're aware of the feedback they've received from clients in the past. They probably know how much will be eaten. Sitting here listening to a podcast is all fine and dandy, right? But sometimes you need an actual person to be asking some of these questions to. And you may be sitting there going, you know what, Jamie? Actually, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I would love to be able to ask you these questions. Guess what? You need to join the master plan. You've heard me talk about it, but do you know why I love it so much? You get to ask me and my team questions about your wedding personally. From live monthly calls with me to weekly office hours, you have access to a professional help at every single turn. The support you get in this program is amazing. Plus, on top of that, you get over 10 lessons that walk you through planning your wedding with videos and spreadsheets and other detailed resources along the way. Join me and my virtual clients over in the master plan and get all your wedding planning questions answered. Literally thousands of couples have gone on this journey with me and I'd love for you to be next. Check it out at wolferandco.com slash TMP. That's wolferandco.com slash TMP. My partner and I are having a short intimate ceremony. We live in Colorado, which is a self-solemnizing state that doesn't have legal requirements for vows or officiants. So for our ceremony, we are doing hand fasting with our children tying the cords around our hands. That's sweet. Uh, we will read our vows and exchange rings with the cords still loose around our hands. Then we will pull our hands out and tie the knot. I love the visual picture of the uniting of our families. And my partner loves that it is short and sweet without drawn out speeches and prayers. I'm curious about writing the vows on the wedding programs for guests to read. They're basically the only words spoken during the ceremony, and I would love for my deaf brother-in-law to not need my sister to interpret the ceremony for him. But I've never seen vows written in a program. Is it this tacky or too mushy to include it in the program? Does it detract from the moment? Alicia, go for it. I love this idea, especially because, I mean, man, we're being super intentional about your deaf brother-in-law. We want him to be a part of this experience as well. I don't think it is tacky. I don't think it's too mushy. I think if you even want to take it a step further and offer a little bit of an explanation of like, hey, here's why we're doing what we're doing. We're doing something a little unique. Here's what you're going to see. It's going to be this and then this and then this. And here are vows if you'd like to follow along. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially because you will probably not be miked in this circumstance. It's just going to be you guys and maybe outside. Um, So you're going to want even those who can hear or are uh, capable of hearing to know what's going on if you are not mic'd as well. So this is great. My fiance and I are having a just a four-hour reception, no ceremony or cocktail hour. However, we are saying our vows in front of everyone during the reception. Any advice on invitation wording? Do we just say reception or say wedding on the invite? Yeah, I would think that, well, there's no wrong way of doing this. It's not like you can say reception only and then have your vows and people be like, oh, they said reception only. You know, it's there isn't quite a wrong way of doing this, but one way that you could do this is that you could say, uh, join us for our vow exchange and wedding reception take place at blah, blah, blah. That would probably be the best way to handle that specifically, I would think. So you don't have to say technically reception only, although you could. 
I don't know. This is a very unique circumstance. Hopefully that that phrasing will help you specifically. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the Master Plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. (laughs) And until next time, bye guys.